Good morning again. Well, as usual, sermon preparation is something an adventure with me. Uh, you know, I'll have this idea, this thought early in the week, and I'll hold on to it, thinking maybe the Holy Spirit's there, and digging and digging, looking for the Holy Spirit. So this week, the phrase that came to, out to me immediately from our scriptures but with a little different twist than it was offered in the synagogue at Capernaum is this. What have you to do with me, Jesus of Nazareth? I thought that was an excellent question. One that we might ask, even though we don't aren't possessed by demons, at least I haven't noticed any. What does Jesus have to do with us? And how are we going to live this out? And I have put down some thoughts that were spurred, and I thought, how do I bring this together? How does this make sense? And stories, real stories, I think help us to understand the gospel. And so without having completed my thoughts, which I will share with you, I came down to breakfast this morning, and there was the Washington Post sitting right there on the counter looking at me. And I stopped uh, to read one of the headlines and then read the article. And I thought, well, if the Holy Spirit waited any longer, we might not have a sermon this morning. <laughs> but here it is. I, don't often, I didn't want to cut the paper up already. My husband wouldn't have been too happy. Uh, so here we have... A chance encounter at a New York playground leaves a father asking, what is justice now? In bold print, ripples of hate. And the story unfolds that a man uh, was in Brooklyn in a playground with his 18-month-old, and he was, uh, they were enjoying you know, morning time in the playground. It was about 10 a.m., and a woman started to walk toward him, and he didn't recognize her right away. And then she came closer and became aggressive. And here's a summary of what she said to this man, who then became very concerned for the well-being of his child. You support Hamas. They kill babies. Your baby should die. You're a terrorist. Can you imagine someone, a woman felt free to come up to this man in a playground with his child and say these awful things? He was wearing a keffiyeh as a scarf, but as it turns out, he was not Palestinian, but Punjabi simply because of the color of his skin. Someone felt free to assault him. She threw her cell phone at him. She hit him with a cup of coffee. It became quite an incident. I think some of you have read this already, maybe. But I thought, oh my heavens. Yes, what I was thinking about for this morning is, what has Jesus got to do with us? Jesus offers these words. They're a direct challenge to an evil spirit. 
And I began to wonder if there are times when I question what Jesus may have to do with me in a given situation or when I feel completely bogged down by the continuous assault of negative news as well as tragic news. And then this story. It is scary for me. Perhaps it's scary for you. So this question, this expression of doubt, what does Jesus have to do with us, can be an avoidance of our engagement with the difficult. And I felt somewhat convicted that perhaps we haven't talked about the hard realities quite enough, although maybe we're up to our eyeballs in it too. But then a letter came from the Brown University Alumni Association to my husband, not to me, I'm not a brownie. Um, And they, they wrote this. Over recent months, we have been stunned by the enormity of pain, loss of life, and hate-fueled violence targeting groups for their identity. We've seen the reverberating effects of this indiscriminate violence affecting Israelis and Palestinians, as well as others across the broader region in the Middle East, across our country, and even within our communities. The loss of life is heartbreaking, as is the recent rise in incidents of anti-Semitism, anti-Muslim, anti-Palestinian, anti-Israel, and anti-Arab discrimination and violence that we have witnessed here in the United States. So our question remains, what do you have to do with me, Jesus of Nazareth? The truth is that God is ever-present with us, even perhaps especially in these places and times of unimaginable chaos and evil. For those of us who are believers, engagement with Jesus is the core of our response and the source of our engagement with the world. Our engagement with Jesus moves us to seek peace and justice. What does Jesus have to do with us? Everything, everything, bringing us to deeper and deeper understanding of peace and justice. Our gospel tells us that it is after this confrontation that Jesus' reputation began to spread. He was the one who could confront evil, who could send the evil spirit away. The person possessed, I began to think, must have been very relieved and felt a new peace because that evil spirit was gone. Peace through healing. Reflecting on this gospel, I thought of the passage in Isaiah. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces peace, who announces salvation. It's also echoed in in a letter of Paul to the Romans in the 10th chapter. And then that is celebrated memorably. Some of you will know this very well, especially the musicians. 
How lovely are the messengers that preach us the gospel of peace. To all the nations has gone forth the sound of their words. Throughout all the lands, their glad tidings. We have just, a month ago, celebrated Christmas and proclaimed Jesus as Prince of Peace, Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Lord. And now Jesus, through these epiphany readings, manifests himself and invites us to be more engaged. Yes, Jesus has everything to do with us, and we have everything to do with Jesus and the gospel. And living that gospel in a way that perhaps you'll be in a playground with some of our lovely children at some point, and someone will say something terrible. Our response is to be peaceful. To say, you may not love me, but I love you because I love Jesus. Now, Episcopalians don't talk like that, but you might try. It might be something exciting that happens in your life, something new. Let the world know that Jesus has everything to do with you. And with the state of things, God can bring peace and justice. That is the Christmas epiphany message. What does Jesus of Nazareth have to do with us? And so as we move toward the Lenten season, I've been thinking, perhaps we need to do more to shore up our, our inner lives so that we feel freer to say, yes, I love you because I love Jesus. And let me invite you into this different way of being. It's the only world way this crazy world is going to change. If we stop being afraid of one another, it seems not rocket science, but nonetheless scary. Now, I admit, I am terrible at going up to people and doing exactly what I'm telling you to do. So I need your encouragement, and you need my encouragement. We aren't going to get there alone, and that's the beauty of community. So I'm going to think about Lent. Now, that's a bad sign, because I love Lent, and I'm going to think long and hard about what we can do together during the Lenten season that will help us to know Jesus and make him known. We say that in our prayer. We have a prayer in the prayer book. Love, you know, know God and make God known. And so the wonderful saintly, I would hasten to say, probably he wouldn't say this, but John Lewis, the deceased congressman, wrote a letter to us when he was dying. Together you can redeem the soul of our nation. Hopeful message. And he ends it with this paragraph, and I leave it with you this morning. When historians pick up their pens to write the story of the 21st century, let them say it was your generation who laid down the heavy burdens of hate at last, and that peace finally triumphed over violence, aggression, 
and war. So I say to you, walk with the wind, brothers and sisters, and let the spirit of peace and the power of everlasting love be your guide. Amen.